I never really thought that I was addicted to social media. I always understood that it was possible to become addicted because, as I learned today, many of these sites, social media, even some news apps are designed to not only get you on the app, but to keep you on the app, much like a slot machine or a video poker machine is designed to keep you playing or to keep you coming back or to get your attention with that shiny buzz or that loud ringing, right? And there was actually a book written about this by the author Natasha Schul, who wrote Addiction by Design. Now, I've not read the book, but that's what I'm citing here is her theory is that, hey, with all these notifications and the way that they're designed and the behavior that they reward, it taps into that same part of your brain as an addiction. And I always believed that, but I never actually thought that I was part of it. I knew that I spent a lot of time on these platforms, but it wasn't until this whole quarantine situation that we're in right now that I actually spotted my own addictive patterns when it comes to social media and news. So I pride myself on living what I think is a pretty intentional life, meaning I really work hard every day to choose my actions, choose how I respond to situations, choose to take a pause when I feel myself kind of getting a little bit um, out of control with my thinking. And I really think I do a pretty good job most days of being mindful, not drifting into this mindless, automatic kind of autopilot behavior. And this quarantine, being home and inside and online and on screens more than I ever have before, just out of necessity, to stay connected to people and connected to the world has illuminated some patterns in my behavior that I want to talk about because I think there is a very fine line between staying connected and informed and becoming addicted. Now, I've experienced addiction in my life in a lot of different ways, and I'm sure many of you have too. Um, just the statistics alone, all of us probably know someone, whether it's a loved one or a friend or a friend of a friend who is battling or has battled some type of addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it might be, right? Gambling. And so I, I'm pretty familiar with it. I, I've been in recovery myself from alcohol addiction for almost 15 years now. And I'm familiar with how addiction shows up in my brain and what it does to me. And so I'm very much aware of those patterns. And I never noticed them showing up in my behavior with being online until this virus came around. So here's what I noticed. I would notice that I would start to get uh, a feeling of dread and I could feel my heart rate start to accelerate out of um, knowing that something, that what I was about to do was negative, like it was not a good idea. And that was going onto Facebook. I was starting to dread going onto Facebook. And then I would do it anyway. And I would say, I'm just going to go in here and I'm just going to look at my notifications and then I'm just going to go into this group and do the business that I have to do and then I'm going to get out. And I would end up scrolling. And not only would I end up scrolling, I would end up reading the comments, almost looking 
for, you know, that negativity, like seeking it out. This resembles addiction for me. <laughs> Knowing that the consequences are negative and then doing it anyway, almost like I couldn't stop myself. And I kept doing it. And I wouldn't spend hours and hours in there, but I would find myself like not wanting to go on Facebook. And I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook to begin with. I deleted it from my phone about a year ago, so I only use it on my laptop. But because of the work that I do, both as an actor wanting to stay connected to some of the groups that I belong to with other artists and also some of the other business work that I do where I'm moderating some groups and providing some feedback for people, I do need to log into Facebook at least once a day so that I can keep my career and my income moving forward. So I do have a purpose to be there. But I never until this week noticed how I started to feel. And it was because I was dreading kind of like knowing the behavior that I was going to exhibit when I got on there. I also found myself getting a similar experience before logging on to the news app that I use. Now, we all can get our news from different sources, so it doesn't even matter to me like what your source is, but for me, it was about the behavior. So I don't have any notifications turned on on my phone except for text and obviously the emergency stuff that I can't turn off. And then I have one app that I use for communicating with people that are coaching me so that if they have some feedback for me, I get a notification about that. But only if they're directly addressing me. I've turned off all other notifications on my phone. So a few times a day, especially now during this coronavirus thing, I log on to, you know, sometimes it's CNN, sometimes it's CNBC if I want to check the business news, um, you know, see how our investments are doing, whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's like one, two times a day, morning once in the afternoon at night. And I started to notice a few days ago that before I would press the app, like press on it to open it, I would get that same feeling as I noticed before Facebook. And I, I started to scroll through CNN, not looking at updates on the news, but looking for stories that were going to distract me. And I would scroll and I would scroll and I would scroll. And then I thought, wait a minute, when did... When did this app allow me to start scrolling so much? This is mindless. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't me trying to be informed. This is me trying to seek something out that I know isn't going to make me feel good. And so what I did was a few days ago, I decided that I didn't like my own behavior. I decided I had crossed the line between staying informed and connected to people and becoming addicted to something outside of myself. Now first, let me say that I this is not about me telling you what I think you should do. I'm just observing my own behavior here and how it makes me feel and I'm wondering if I'm feeling this way, there's probably somebody else that's feeling this way. So you do you, okay? <laughs> um, but the bottom line is I didn't like how I was starting to feel. I didn't like how much time I was spending scrolling and searching for something that had nothing to do with my initial purpose for being there. So if my purpose in going on to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever the case may be is to do a specific thing, respond to my comments, 
and that's it. I can go and do that and then I can log out if I'm being intentional. And I was starting to lose control over my own behavior. That to me for myself is the textbook behavior of addiction, not being able to responsibly use something because I'm trying to change the way that I'm feeling. So when I was in the throes of my alcohol addiction, yes, there was the component of you know physical dependence on the substance, yes. But a lot of it had to do with me just not wanting to feel whatever I was feeling or to enhance how I was feeling. So if I was feeling great, I, you know, I would want to feel awesome. And if I was feeling, you know, kind of down about something or hurt, I would want to numb that out. That was my experience. So for me, it's like, all right, if I'm scrolling mindlessly for me, I know for me, that means I'm trying to escape something. And there's nothing wrong with needing to escape something. This is the beauty of things like entertainment and watching live sports on TV. Like we all need to escape sometimes. There's nothing wrong with it. For me, where it crosses the line for me personally is where I start to do it when I don't want to do it or I start to spend more time doing it than, than I want to. And then the thing that I'm using to escape actually starts to cause me more harm emotionally. So I've noticed if I binge watch too much, especially if I'm watching a television show on Netflix that is a little bit heavier or more dramatic, if I spend too much time there, I start to, get, I start to feel sad, like really down. Um, or even if it's just like kind of watching shows that are not um, that heavy, when I turn off the TV, I feel like a little bit of like a hangover, like <laughs> it's hard to explain. And I think it's just because I'm numbing out for too long. So I, did, I started to look at this and I said, okay, well, what, if I don't like what's going on here, what changes can I make? Okay, I still need and want to go onto social media sites. I like staying connected to all of you. I like recording my podcast and, and sharing it with you. And social media is a powerful tool to do that. I love going onto TikTok and making videos for my now close to 6,000 followers there, which blows my mind. Like, I love doing that. But I don't need to spend like all day there. I don't need to scroll, 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 keep refreshing the screen for new notifications, do I? <laughs> no, I don't. I like checking the news. I like to see what's going on. I like to read interesting stories about um, both positive stories about what, you know, incredible people are doing right now to um, help us through this. And I like being aware of the facts, like what are the experts saying about what's happening right now? So I, I'm still going to do that, and I can do that. But I immediately asked myself, what can I do so to, to kind of protect myself from myself from crossing this line? Because for me, just given my history and, and given the way my brain is wired, uh, I'm very prone to addictive behavior. Like, that's I'm straight up with you. So even something that might seem as harmless as scrolling Facebook, to me, I don't like the way that that makes me feel and I don't like the consequences of that and so because I'm aware of it and I stop myself it's like okay now I get to choose so here's what I did first I had been hearing about this plugin for Google Chrome browser called Newsfeed Eradicator for months now from people that I work with from my colleagues uh, productivity experts Basically, what it does is 
I don't know if they have this on other browsers, browsers, but on Google Chrome, you can install Newsfeed Eradicator. And then when you log on to Facebook on that browser, it will only show the sidebars. So you can see your groups. You can see if you have any messages or notifications. You will see some ads on the right side, but you will not see a newsfeed. There is zero newsfeed. There's just an inspirational quote where the newsfeed would be. It blocks it. So I don't see anything anybody else has posted that I can scroll through. My only option is to go to the go physically go to the place that I want to go to. So if I want to go into my groups, I go there. If I want to send a message to somebody, I can do that. If I'm thinking of a person and I want to see if they posted a blog today or did something else, I can either go to their website and subscribe to it, or I can type in their name in the search bar and go check it out. If I want to post something, I can still post something. If somebody commented on one of my posts, I will still see that notification when I, when I log in, but I won't see a news feed. And this was alarming to me because after I installed that, I said, okay, I'm, let me jot down any time that I go to Facebook in like a given period of time. So like if I'm, whether it's watching a Netflix show, um, working on something, how often do I actually, while I'm logged into my laptop, go to Facebook, number one, and why? What am I doing? I was astonished at how many times. I don't have the actual number in front of me, but it was double digits in the span of a few hours where I either mindlessly opened a new tab and pressed F so that it would auto-populate to Facebook in the address bar. You know what I'm talking about. Or thought about doing it. Which tells me that I was seeking out the scroll because there was no prompting for that in terms of, oh, I should go to Facebook to see if that person responded to me. I should go into Facebook to post this thing to this group about this new idea that I got. Nope. It was purely wanting to stop, to just move me from what I was doing to, to the Facebook newsfeed. And, and because it was blocked, I got there and I went, oh, that's right, it's blocked. And then, so after a few times of like doing it, forgetting that the plugin was installed, then I started to catch myself before even pressing the letter F in the address bar or opening the new tab because I was like, oh, you have the newsfeed eradicator. You're not going to see anything there. And I got this immediate sense of liberation because it was like, oh, you're right, Sean. You don't need the newsfeed in your life. It's going to be okay. Now, again... I'm not telling you that you should do this. This is just what I did. I had to install something to protect myself from myself because I just wasn't being successful at it. And so clearly I'm not the only one that was struggling with this. Otherwise, this eradicator wouldn't exist. And it has changed. I no longer get the dread when I go onto Facebook because I know that there's, I'm not going to see anything there that I don't actively seek out. Nothing is going to draw my attention away. Because the only groups that I belong to are groups that I've chosen to be a part of for some reason that I either want to contribute to or need to contribute to or because I want to see what people are posting in those. But I often don't see those in my news feed. They're there, but they're kind of hidden. I'll see what's most active or who, who's stuff that I've liked the most. And that's cool. Like, those are people that are in my life. But 
to be quite honest, most of those people I text with regularly or um, you know, I'm connected to them in other ways that I don't need to see them in the newsfeed to, to stay on top of what they're doing. Like this is just what I've noticed. Changed my complete interaction with that social media site. Now, I still have Instagram on my phone. I still have TikTok on my phone. And so what I've done there is set up a notification and a timer. So I make myself set a timer. So if I'm going on to Instagram, usually it's to post a story, respond to uh, direct messages, because I do get a lot of direct messages on Instagram. And then when that timer goes off, it snaps me back into the, to the present, and it's like, oh, what am I doing? Now, I'm sure that there's tools. Like, if Instagram, if, if Instagram was as user-friendly on my laptop as Facebook is, I would probably delete it from my phone, too. But sharing stuff to Instagram comes from the phone. And I, I, again, I still want to use that app. So I'm working on, again, ways to protect myself from myself. So I spend 15 minutes on Instagram instead of 45 minutes on Instagram. With the news, I have subscribed to an email that comes in the morning that kind of summarizes, here's what happened overnight. Here's the five things. And then I can choose to go and research those further. And so the reason that I've done all of this and the reason I'm sharing it on this podcast is because I believe that in order to curate the kind of life that we really want, Again, I'll speak for myself. I believe I need to make decisions and put policies, procedures, and protections in place to make sure that the actions that I'm taking on a day-to-day basis are putting me in the best possible position to succeed. That means the best possible physical condition, emotional condition, spiritual condition, especially mental condition. I'm not perfect. There's other things that I do that like you can't walk around just in peak state all the time. We're human beings, right? We ebb and flow. But there's no reason for me, for something that's easy as eliminating the newsfeed and Facebook for me, when I saw the negative impact that was having on my ability to stay in an emotional state that was helping me show up in the world right now the way that I want to show up in the world, I had to do something about it. And that to me is, is the courageous act. Little acts of courage like that. Like, hey, I don't need to be on the newsfeed. So I guess my encouragement for you is to look at not just social media and the news, but as we're spending so much time at home right now and as we're all kind of being forced into the situation where our routines are disrupted and and we're having to uh, figure out how to find that balance right now, and it's challenging for all of us, especially, you know, if you're dealing with illness or if someone in your family is sick or, but I encourage us all to look at what are some things that we're doing right now, some behaviors, some patterns, just be aware. Is there anything that you're doing right now that you know is not helping you 
live your best life. And I'm not talking about starting a new Netflix show. I think this is a great time for us to all press the pause button a little bit and enjoy some of the things that normally we wouldn't have the time to enjoy and to take in. So enjoy your guilty pleasures (laughs) or your non-guilty pleasures. Enjoy them. But if there's something that you're doing right now that you know is, is harming you in some way, even if it's in a minor way, I would empower you to look at it and say, all right, why am I doing this? What is it that I'm seeking? Is there, is there some type of protection I can put in place for myself so that I don't go down this rabbit hole? Is it social media? Is it news? Is it um, getting involved in other people's drama, which is very easy to do right now? Um, what is it for you? And what, are there any shifts that you want to make? And are there any difficult conversations that you need to have? with people that you live with or a relative or um, whatever. That's where the courage comes in because those shifts are not always easy. You know, for me, it was easy to install a newsfeed eradicator, but like it could be much bigger than that. It could be something we're doing with our, our relationship with food right now. I know for me, it's like one of the, things I've really been conscious of during this health scare for everyone is trying to eat as healthy as I can. And I'm usually a pretty healthy eater, but it's very easy to um, default to the comfort foods right now because they make us feel good. So yeah, cool. Enjoy that. But like you get to make that call. You get to decide where's the line for me and, and check in with how you feel about it. You know, if, if you're, if you know, it's, it's, just not making you feel the way you want to feel, you know, maybe look at it. This is not about judging it or, you know, putting yourself down. And again, it's not about, I think you should do it the way I'm doing it. This is just something I've noticed, especially over the last week, as we're right now at the time of this recording, week three of being inside (laughs) and everybody working from home. All right. Hope this helped you today. We will get through this. We will get through it together. Stay connected. Stay in touch with each other. Be helpful. Be positive as much as you can. And in the process of staying connected and informed, I just encourage you to be mindful of how you do that. And make sure that you're doing it in the way that works best for you. And that you're choosing that behavior so that it's not mindless or automatic pilot. Because I believe for me, when I look back on this time, I'm going to look at this time and I'm going to go, how did I invest my time during that month or two months or however long this goes? And I want to, like for me, I want to look back and say, I struck the best balance I could between enjoying that period of time by doing some things I normally wouldn't have the time to do or, and I made the most of that time and tapped into my heart, my creative juices. I allowed myself to daydream. I allowed myself to rest and recover. 
So I think I want to look back and say I made the most of it on both ends of the spectrum, both on the self-care side and on the creativity and creation side. That's the way I want to look back at it. So when I catch myself doing something that is not serving that need, I pay attention to it. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Actor podcast. I really appreciate all the shares, the downloads. We've crossed, as at the time of this recording, over 400 downloads, which is a lot for a young podcast like this. And I'm truly humbled, and I appreciate every single one of you that listens and tells your friends. Text it to someone. Put it on your Instagram stories if you enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram at the Sean Carroll on TikTok at Sean Cullen Carroll. Until next time, thanks for listening.